Season 3, Episode 5 Choices Welcome back to Breakthrough, Waking Up to the Real You. I am your host, Alejandra Vivanco. Thank you for joining me today. It's another wonderful Monday, and I am excited about this season. It's a liberating feeling to share my experience and spark up conversations about what has been given to us and what we have unconsciously chosen to accept because there has not been another alternative that makes us question how things are. Well, that's why I'm here. As I've said in past episodes, we are complex human beings that operate on different levels of thinking and feeling. One decision or action we make is coming from a complex thought process that we are not usually aware of. We just know that this is what we're doing right now. Our view of the world is taught to us and we go through life following what others said and did. Doing what is accepted and what is not. What is allowed and forbidden. For the most part, they serve a purpose and help us navigate our way through life. It is our inner compass. But some of them can be invasive and go too far, though we may not be aware of this. Unfortunately, we do not realize how far they go until they either go against our own way of thinking or we leave the bubble and realize that some of those teachings were standing on broken foundations. They were subjective and disruptive. We do not need to do anything but observe this first realization. Once we understand where our thoughts come from, we will be able to make a conscious decision to either follow what they said or make a change for ourselves. We have the power to start living our lives differently. We can be the embodiment of a new generation. In my country, self-hate is pretty common, although not discussed. Our ancestors, the Incas, were conquered by the Spaniards. Over time, there was a hierarchy that was developed, and it's still ruling some Peruvian cities to this day especially the capital city, Lima. The ones that look more European and are lighter in color are considered and perceived by default better. They belong at the top of the pyramid. On the other hand, the ones that look more native, like the Incas did, are considered and perceived to belong at the bottom of the pyramid. This manifests in many ways in my culture, it would be a five-day podcast to discuss everything. This subject in every culture is very nuanced. It can be seen in people's behavior towards others, the language used, the portrayal in the media, etc. It is conscious and unconscious, nonetheless, it is there. Now with globalization, it's worse. There is a prototype on how we should all look to be considered beautiful or accepted. Needless to say, it is a plastic standard. It is manufactured. It is not real. It doesn't promote individuality. It doesn't celebrate it. 
It passively and actively imposes a view on how bodies should be. This has been happening for many years since I can remember. But I have noticed that it has become even more rampant due to social media and our ability to have access to others. Why do we want to look like others? We want to be accepted. We all unconsciously came together at some point in time and accepted the beauty standards given by the ones who held the power in the media. If we do not see ourselves represented enough, we will start to internalize the image of others as ours, and we will end up wanting to look like them, dismissing how we look today. In this never-ending quest for beauty and acceptance, we will find ourselves destroyed and without the uniqueness that characterizes each and every single individual. When we already have an idea of what is accepted or not in terms of looks, we will apply that to our everyday life. Some will try to marry people that have those features that everyone is looking for because somehow we know how it feels to be different. And if our sons or daughters could have bigger eyes or a thinner nose, then that is one less burden to pass on to them. One side of my family, the really old generation, has a pretty big discriminatory side. Even though we all look like our ancestors, they do not accept themselves to the point of not accepting others. In Peru, someone can look like you, but the self-hate goes so deep that they will discriminate against you. It can be because of the color of your skin, the way your face looks, how you dress which signals how much money you have, or your name and where you come from. It is a fact. I have seen it, I have done it, I have lived it. Even someone with a lot of money, but with a native type of name, will be discriminated against. We have all accepted in my country unconsciously, even in the everyday folklore it manifests itself, that the ones at the top are white with European names, the ones at the bottom, the rest. Since the self-hate goes so deep in the older generations inside the family, they were looking to control my dad's generation. Who they will marry and who they allowed in the family. The discrimination did not make any sense because they were criticizing people that looked like us. But because we were a part of the family, then it was okay to accept how we looked. It came mostly from the matriarchs. They migrated to the city from the Andes. Somewhere along the way, they learned hate. So it was common for me growing up to hear them gossip about someone else's looks. Even not accepting someone's girlfriend or boyfriend if they were not lighter skin or flat-out white. They had to look a certain way, work at a certain place, have certain academic standards for the women to accept them. Why? I've always wondered and been amazed by the fact that older generations hold so much power over the younger ones. 
They are even in the business of controlling our sex lives and withholding love and affection if some decide to not comply by the heteronormative rules. They will even badmouth anyone who is not heterosexual. In that same breath, they will quote Jesus. Let me remind you that Jesus is the representation of unconditional love. We cannot promote hate and then quote someone that embodies love. And the younger people are taught these power dynamics where there is fear of losing the love of a parent because of who they are. And we all internalize it and abide by it. I have seen it. Maybe you have witnessed this too. Let me just say, how crazy is that? But I digress. With all of these rules and regulations, some people feel shame to love whom they love. Regardless of color, race, sexual orientation, looks, income, status, profession, we are taught to be ashamed of our truth, and we perpetuate this without even noticing our actions or thoughts. I had a close friend who had this idea, this fantasy, if you will, about what her life as a married woman would be like. The man of her dreams was going to be a businessman. Tall, white, green or blue eyes, successful. And she wanted her kids to look like him or even be darker, but keeping the eyes a lighter color because that is what she considered beautiful and unique. One day, she fell in love with the opposite of what I just described. And she felt deep shame because she thought she was better than that. For many years, she found herself in this contradiction of loving someone and him not being what she thought she wanted. Not only that, but feeling shame that someone would see her on the street with him. He was not what she had been expecting as a partner she thought was worthy of her attention. And the people surrounding her knew what she wanted. So it felt like she should not be with him, but she loved him. Why do we do this to ourselves? Why is it accepted for us to believe in something to the point of not accepting the present moment? We're emotionally invested in an idea and we dismiss our reality. Why not ask for a good person that will love us? Is love not enough? Apparently not. If someone came to you today and tried to minimize your partner, they will only be successful at doing so if you believe what they say. If the question, what are you doing with him or her, makes you think, and you feel like you have to justify yourself, and it's all based on shallow, subjective impositions, I invite you to think, why? Why do I need to justify my choices when it comes to partners? Why is there a shallow idea floating around that dictates who I should choose? Is this a performative way to show the world that we are successful in love? How you look and who you are are independent, and it comes and goes in waves depending on the place you live in. Some people are quote-unquote in today, 
but tomorrow that may change. We like our love who we like and love. No one should have a say in our love and romantic decisions because they may believe they know best. Love has nothing to do with form. That is attraction. Love is deeper. Do not feel like you have to justify, hide, modify, or forbid yourself from loving someone because of what others may think. If you come from a place of awareness, stand by your decisions. Your mother, grandfather, or uncle are not the ones in the relationship. You are. Choose to share the happiness with the one you feel is the person for you, not with the person someone else picked for you. Live in freedom. That is all I am advocating for. At the very least, all I'm asking is for you to be aware. Thank you for sharing this moment with me. I do mean it when I say this. I appreciate every single one of you. I am hoping that you can find in yourself the answer or at least more questions. Nothing is black and white. Nothing is meant to be that way. There is a rainbow that needs to be explored. Give yourself and others the chance to do so. And with that I say, till next time, bye.